True Space. Hey guys, it's Zoe. And it's Danae. And welcome to episode 14 of True Space. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again. If you aren't following us, please make sure you follow us on Facebook and SoundCloud. That's True Space, two words. On Instagram, True Space BDA and Twitter, True Space BDA. Remember, follow us on Instagram, guys. We launched our Instagram and we had our launch event. Yes, yes. Uh, so we have a very, 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 very special guest today um, for episode 14, which is on word safety. Mr. Dennis Lister III, JP MP and Word Safety Chairman. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Okay, yeah. yeah. No First problem. of all, let me just say we are so happy to have you here. It's really good to see a young man of color um, in in the political world yes, and really doing good for our country. I mean, we do have men of color, but to see someone who not looks like me, but <laughs> in the same age. Look, yeah, really looks good. like me and looks yes. like, you know, what the millennials um, look like is really great. And mm-hmm. we're very appreciative of your service, sir. All right. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we wanted to just talk about word safety because we have a lot of Christmas parties coming up and the holiday season. Um, we just want to make sure everyone's safe and they know what's going on um, as far as word safety in Bermuda. So can you tell us a little bit about your role as the word safety chairman? Okay. As the word safety chairman, uh, we're the gov- national governing body for word safety in Bermuda. So we help, we help push the policy of how we want word safety to go uh, we don't have the powers to say this is the policy. We can suggest and right. recommend to the minister, mm-hmm. and then upon that recommendation, he can go forward. But we just look to put the wheels in place for them to do it. Okay, because like, um, I feel like I'm probably one of those people that just saw it in the paper, and I'm just like, what's this? Like, what's really going <laughs> on? So, like, can you like shine some light on like what exactly is like the road sobriety stops? Okay, so as you know, everyone loves to drink in Bermuda. Yeah. So, <laughs> we yeah. have a song about it. I was going to say that. It's a song <laughs> that says that. Yeah. So it's just trying to change the culture in Bermuda. So over the past 20 years, there have been numerous, up to over 200 road deaths, whether it's um, bikes or cars. A good percentage of them have been due to um, impaired driving, which is mainly to alcohol. So we've finally got the tools in place to put, so it's been asked for at least the last 10 years to put introduce red side sobriety. So we finally saw it come in this summer, and it has a positive health, has had a positive effect in the few months it's been in. Mm-hmm. We've seen people change their behavior, change their attitude right. somewhat because they talk about it now, they take a second think before they say, okay, I'm gonna go and just get hot and drive home. And drive, yes. So the whole concept behind it is basically. In Bermuda, and I know we talked about this before, about profiling. So when you have normal police stops, um, roadblocks, people complain about being profiled, you know, young black men just pull them over, whatever. So the concept of having the roadside sobrieties and the reasons why it's gazetted in the newspaper, which it has to be seven days before, is that it, there is no profiling involved at all. Mm-hmm. Wherever it is, when they announce the location in your paper, once you come to it, the reason why it's gazetted it is that you would know in advance. So there's no right if you got pulled over and you didn't hear about it. Oh, I didn't know they were her. You know, right. you're trying. No, it's gazetted so you would know. And you see people talk about it, you know, whether it's just in the newspaper or people put up on social media. Yeah. Everyone wants to give their friend the heads, the heads up. up. Right. So if you go through it, you know, you have no excuse. 
So in the implementation and just the thought process, it was like, okay, how do we do we do every fifth car, every sixth car, every mm-hmm. tenth car? So Damon just said, okay, it's just every car. Right. So myself as road safety chairman, it could be the premier. Mm-hmm. If you come upon a road, um, roadside checkpoint, you'll be stopped. You get stopped. And it's nothing hard. You know, the police officer come over to you. I'm actually been stopped three times. I've been stopped too. I've yes. never been stopped. I've been stopped. <laughs> no, I've been stopped three times. So he would just come to you if you're on your bike or in your car. Hey, how are you doing? You know, where are you off to? Have yeah. you had a drink or so? You know, if, if you're cool, if you ain't got a drink, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just coming in for work. I'm going out. You know, I haven't had a drink. Cool. Pass along. If you have had a drink and um, let's say you have one drink, the officer may notice, you know, okay, he can, if he can tell that you're cool, all right, go on. But if it's any points that say, okay, you know, this person's had one too many drinks or... Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you can tell. And you can tell. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be alcohol. It could be under the influence of any other drug. So if the officer can smell something in your car, you know, smell it on you, so see your eyes are red or whatever, he has the right there to take you to okay. the secondary, which is he'll pull your car over. Basic walk a straight line, you know, stand there, come to 30, say the alphabet, but stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's just to confirm, okay, what they know. And if you fail that, then you got taken to the station. Well, also, it's the breath test also on the spot. Mm-hmm. If you fail that, you got taken to the station and then do a secondary breath test. And more like you fail that again. And then you go through the process of, um, you know, getting charged and that whole process. So it's when you come upon it, don't get all paranoid and you know the police are doing their job if you're cool nothing to worry about if you're not cool that's the risk you take yeah i i think definitely that the the word sobriety stops have changed our way of thinking mm-hmm. i remember um my birthday which was in september we were going to um a concert in Bermuda, um <laughs> and I remember Dela, and I'll say her name because she's been on the show, our close friend. She was like, okay, well, he's going to be the designated driver. Mm-hmm. It's word safety. It's word stops out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And like me. And, like, I just, we just never thought about that before. We just used to go out. Mm-hmm. And if no, you had one too many, you know, take your time. Yeah. I hate to say that out loud. But yeah, now it's kind of, like, ingrained. Like, we know on the weekend that this you is happening. To, if, I if we have the full events of the sobriety testing out, we should be more... I mean, we shouldn't be more aware because of that. Right. I think that we should um, definitely be cognizant of how much we drink before mm-hmm. we get behind a vehicle. But I think the word sobriety, like, it's pushes changed. us. Yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely changed because even this weekend was my birthday weekend. And everyone was at my party, like, um, the, the, the out tonight. So yeah. I'm giving <laughs> out drink tickets because I'm driving. And everyone's like, yeah, no, we had all two. We're done. <laughs> so was, it is changing the mindset of everybody. Exactly. I was at a party about three weeks ago. And the same thing, there was drink tickets ordered. And everyone was like, yeah, I only have two. So yeah. Normally you get six or something. Exactly. Like, you know, Real size sobriety weekend. So that's all it is because we want to save lives. Right. Um, it's all I explain to people. Getting in a car, totally impaired. You know, some people some people can say, oh, I'm had about, you know, four drinks, five shots. I can still walk. I'm cool. Yes, you might be. But you're not really measured on that as your blood alcohol level. Mm-hmm. So when you get in a car and if it's like giving a loaded gun to a little kid when you're drunk mm-hmm. because there's no control. You might feel cool, but once it kicks in and, you know, 
everyone knows when you get in the car, you're drunk, you tense up, you pay attention. Yeah. Though, but a reaction is off. And it's statistically proven the closer you get to home, so within the last two miles, oh, that's wow. when most accidents happen because you're on your home stretch. You're laid back. Right. You free up, and that's when something happens. So, yeah. you know, you just it's not worth the risk. I think mm-hmm. that's, so, that's true. so true. Because, because you hear like, a lot of times people say, I was so close, and then I hit the wall. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, so, yeah, Even, like, in my past life, when I used to drink <laughs> and drive. <laughs> um, we all had that past yeah. <laughs> I, I live in Devonshire, and when I get, like, by Linda's, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm him, and just running it yeah. and, mm-hmm. and think I'm safe. But, you know, I don't know what could come around the corner and exactly. hit me. You know what exactly. I mean? And like you said, my reaction time's off. So mm-hmm. you just don't know what could happen. I love the concept of them because it's, it's making people aware and it's like saving lives because so many people are like, okay, I'm not, some people don't even want to go out. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to even go out because they know this type of party, what it's going to be. So it's like making people think like, you know, mm-hmm. let's have a plan B. Let's have that one person that will designate it and drive us here and there or let's catch a taxi let's do something Something. a minibus something i I was gonna say that perfectly goes into um what we launched last week with our designated (laughs) driver initiative so as you stated we don't want to discourage people from going out Mm -hmm. and then you also heard some of the restaurants say oh well we got less patrons because everyone's afraid to come out to just have a dinner and a drink Mm -hmm. so we're not saying don't do that always saying is find other options whether it's i mean we know the taxes are a sticky situation because mm-hmm. you know but see if you could hire a taxi have them on call look i'm leaving i'm finishing her come pick me up some people have that one relative that doesn't go out and you can call them at four o'clock in the morning they'll come pick you up you know have a trusted reliable person and then lastly is what we're pushing the designated driver Unfortunately, I didn't bring the buttons with me today. Mm-hmm. But um, on Friday, we'll be having a little pop-up at City Hall giving out the buttons. Okay. So if you know over the Christmas holiday, you and your friends are going out, come out, come get a button from us, and you just rotate it. So if everyone goes out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, paper, rock, scissors, you know, mm-hmm. you have a post or pull That's a straw. That's a good one. I like that one. And then you're the designated drive for the night. You know, you have your turn tomorrow night. But tonight, you're the safe. So that's what we see. I mean, as simple as that. And this is the catchphrase that we're trying to um, kick in. It's plan your ride, ride your plan. Oh, I like that one. Yes. That's a good one. So what time is that on Friday? And Friday the... What's Friday the... 14th. Friday the 14th. December 14th. 1.32.2 at City Hall. You'll be handing out the designated driver buttons. Cool. Is there any other initiatives or um, is that all for now? That's for now. Um, on the Road Safety Council, we, what we did this year is we picked a different topic for each month. So we did an acronym. So um, the new board, we sort of kicked it in in September. So we, October was overtake correctly. November was no distracted driving. December just happens to be don't drive impaired. So it works perfect with all right. the Christmas, Christmas holidays, parties. Christmas yep. parties, and the designated drive. So for December, that's what we're pushing Come the new year, we'll have a different topic and different issue that we want to push. So. Can you talk a little bit more about overtaking correctly? Because <laughs> even like like I've been out late nights and um, I'm driving and I'm doing fine. And then someone comes on my side of the road speeding, overtaking. And then I'm like, ah. yeah. So yeah. what does overtaking correctly look like? Well, 
on a white line is the only time you're actually supposed to overtake. I had an argument with someone about that, you know. <laughs> they were saying, white line, you could park. That means you could park on it or something. And I was like, no, you could no. overtake. So that is a rule. Yes. Yeah, so okay. white means overtake. Yellow is caution, which means... And if you look at the road, most times the white line is on a straight stretch. Yes. The I yellow have, is yeah. windy. So if you're going on the yellow line, it's advise not to but if you can see what's coming mm-hmm. overtake on the but it's caution yellow means caution and the white means okay but if you're coming around the harbor red on the yellow line don't do it i feel like there's no place on harbor red you should <laughs> exactly. overtake most no of, one most place. of harbor red is <laughs> i like line. rarely even drive on harbor red it's like, yeah, like, it's <laughs> like a one lane highway yep. <laughs> harbor red, so. but i i want to go back to um with the roadside sobriety just to get it out there you know yeah. the younger crowd listening because I'm usually on the radios it's more of an older crowd yeah but with you know, in Bermuda we have our I was re- alluding to the blood alcohol level oh yes so yes. right now in Bermuda the blood alcohol level is 0.80 liters of alcohol in blood mm-hmm. unfortunately the government we are looking to lower it but it's to bring it into international in line international standards of 0.50 it's yeah, so I that means international is zero point eight. No, no, zero point international is zero point five. Bermuda is zero point eight, so we're bringing it down. Okay. So that means one, one less drink. drink for everybody. One drink, depending yeah. on your depending on your well, body stature see, and your. Put it this way: it takes <laughs> one drink. An, it takes an hour for one ounce of alcohol to mm-hmm. flush totally through your body. Right. So going by that ratio, if you go out for four hours, that means you only have four drinks. You know, one every hour. Right. But no one does that. Right. You know, guys, we're having five drinks in 20 minutes. Correct. So <laughs> that also comes to play with your body size, what you ate beforehand, different factors when it comes to your blood alcohol level. But when you blow in that tube, it's still going to read rather your... It does have readings of like 200 milliliters. Mm. So, you know, there's people that... Think shuts. Like yeah, <laughs> shut, shut, shut. But... It's just about knowing, um, unfortunately, you can't know what your blood alcohol level is offhand, but it's just saying, okay, if I'm had two shots and one, you know, if a girl to drink a little wine or something, take it easy for at least for another 30, 40 minutes, you know, let it go through your system. And that's just being smart about it, whether you're a designated drive or not. Now, if you just don't, if you're not the designated drive, you want to go all out, that's fine with you, but just make sure you're a designated driver. It's cool. Yeah, and something you just said um, made me think. Like, you said um, a girl would have a glass of wine, right? Mm-hmm. I think we underestimate how much alcohol actually is, is in a glass of wine. wine. So actually know what you're drinking. That because too. you could be drinking a wicket, which is what, like 4 7%? Four, yeah, 4.7. And then a glass of wine, it's like way more than that. Right. So know what you're drinking. And five glasses of wine is equivalent to a bottle, everybody. Because <laughs> I think people Sounds just, like experience. No, it's because people. some people don't know that. They and don't. they just keep drinking, drinking. You have five glasses of wine, you drink a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And at that point, whether you're driving or not, you're legally intoxicated. There you go. And you can be arrested. arrested yes. Driving or not driving. No. Um, and if you, okay, so if, let's say you are leaving an establishment. And also, this goes to bartenders being tip certified. Yeah. So a bartender should know if a person can visibly be impaired and don't serve them anymore. No, these signs. Mm-hmm. If a person is then. If initiating to leave, they have the keys in their hand, and you see that they are impaired or over the, the boss and the security, the bartender and the security guard should approach the person, you know, 
you don't want to make a scene but let them know hey you're a little drunk maybe you should cool down a bit or find another way home once you get in the car and you're in the, in the driver's seat whether the key is in the ignition or not if a police officer sees you and you're intoxicated you can be arrested oh wow they I might not that. necessarily charge you if you're not got the car started but they can arrest you to take you to station to, so you don't drive right so you don't drive Okay. So That's good it's if you are a driver and you need to catch yourself, leave the kids in the back seat, sit in the passenger seat or something. You know, I used to do that in the in when I was younger. You know, if <laughs> you have to drive and you know, so I'll go sit in the car, take a little thirty minute yeah. nap. But you don't have the kids on you and sit in the passenger seat for safety. But prefer to have a designated driver. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, question that a lot of people ask. The things that we blow in for the breathalyzers, are they sanitary? <laughs> the one-time use. So it's like okay. when you get to the hospital and they pull out the needle, the okay. brand and they throw it away. It's one-time I assume use. that, but I know like a lot of people will say, I'm not going to breathe in that yeah. thing because it ain't clean. <laughs> and uh, that's yeah. what I always heard. I wouldn't even blow in, into the boys. Multi-use. So yeah, one-time use, throw it away, and that's it. Yeah, I hope so. Um, what happens if I refuse the breathalyzer? If you refuse it, um, they can take you station. Um, actually, the that next part I'm not 100% clear on. Okay. But normally they'll do another breath reading at the station mm-hmm. if you refuse it. Actually, no, you can be charged for um, refusing the breath test before you used to be able to get away with it. You know, you refuse, and by time they go through the process again, you you'll probably come down some. You know, the alcohol, your levels going down. But now if you refuse, you can't get charged as if you were um, mm-hmm. failed. To, breath test oh wow okay yes and I believe the charges is thousand dollar fine and 18 months of the bridge yes yeah I went to court for a ticket the other day uh, a speeding ticket and it was like a a, like a a few people in there for mm-hmm. this issue. Right. And they were just all shocked. Like, and I was like, you knew you came here for this. They were like, really, all of that? And I was just like, wow, that's high. That's a high price, well, price to pay for one night out. I'm not really the radio That's the whole point of it. You, you know, know? Um, I was on the radio on Sunday night, last week Sunday, and someone called in and said, they were complaining, oh, I, if I got caught, I'm going to pay this fine. But look at it this way. If you didn't get stopped and you went on the road and actually got in an accident, whether you hurt yourself, hurt someone else, you know, whether it's just damaged you, you would have to pay more than what you were a thousand dollar fine. And it's a learning lesson. So if you do it once, you're definitely not gonna do it again. Yeah. So look at it that way versus a hindrance, say, Oh, I can't enjoy myself or they stop me. It's saving you from what you don't know. Yeah. Is there any like correlation between age and roadside fatalities or that you know of like are we seeing millennials getting in more accidents not necessarily fatalities but accidents in general or is it just across the board well in the last 20 years the average age of the road fatalities is between 40 and 45 i believe so it's older mature and definitely males Uh, i believe 70 percent of road fatalities have been males so It's definitely, you know, I'm a male and, you know, we have that bravado and I'm just going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn to curtail that per se when it comes to coming to a bike and especially when you've been drinking or not just a bike in a car. But the ages, 16, the younger people aren't more at risk at drunk driving accidents. It's the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, younger people tend to get in more like just simple accidents, sliding out. and But the 
imperative is more the older crowd because when you're you have 35, 40, 45, 50, you've been drinking and driving for so long, it just becomes natural to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, we're fighting yeah. against is that change of attitude. But we're seeing some in the next, I would say, by summer next year, we should see a big change in the attitude. And the rare side sobrieties, they're not here for every weekend. They're just a tool on the enforcement books. So the police officers, they don't have to do it every month. It's just... And like I said, by next summer, if we have a change, you might not even have to see them again. Right. But definitely for big events throughout the Christmas holiday, they'll be out because we know Bermuda's going to be drinking. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, do you find that it's more accidents or would you know, like car like car vehicle accidents or more motorcycle accidents from this, like from being impaired, you would um, say? I actually don't have those statistics. I would mm-hmm. have to get them. Unfortunately, also in Bermuda, it's uh, it's something that has to be fixed. There is only one position of a person, so it's the chief medical officer, I believe, I have to be corrected if I'm wrong, that can actually test blood. So if you get in an accident Mm -hmm. and you are Intoxicated. intoxicated, they can take your blood. But if that person is not at the hospital or on call on island, they can't t- test your blood, so they can't prove that you were intoxicated. Wow. So there are a lot of accidents that happen, but they don't have on record if right. So we can assume, you know, if a person was out drinking and they got in an accident, you can assume that they it was due right. to drunk driving, but there's no actual proof. So that's one thing that has to be um, corrected to legislation to open it up for more people to be able to do the testing. So mm-hmm. the statistics on actual how many drunk driving accidents and fatalities are not exactly. actually right. there. Right, because if that person's not conscious to take the breathalyzer right, right there, it's mm-hmm. kind of you have no way of knowing at yes. that point. Wow. That's crazy. I would have never thought that. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of people don't know it. Yes. This holiday season, you know, we have a lot of students coming back. We have this Christmas parties mm-hmm. all throughout the week, all throughout the weekend. Do you have any tips that you would like to give to the general public or just some sound information? i just like to reiterate what I said before. If you're going to go out, just plan ahead. Plan your ride. Ride your plan. If you're going to have friends, definitely do designated driver. We want to keep everyone safe, so we just do our part. And it's just about holding yourself accountable and being responsible. Because if you go out, and even if it's not a friend, but you see someone else that might be intoxicated and they want to drive a ride, you know, just say, hey, buddy, or, you know, whatever. Take it easy, calm down, you know, let me hear your kids. Just everyone do their part to keep us all safe. Mm-hmm. And what I say to people is, when you, if you get in an accident, you have to remember, it's not... You might think you're cool, so you got on your bike and ride. But if something mm-hmm. happens to you, it's your loved ones, your friends mm-hmm. that also suffer. So think of them before you do something, you know, that could end with a fatality. So just be safe, be cautious, and just like I said, ride your plan and plan, plan your ride. ride. Yeah, I, I think like that that's so true what you said because I think everyone here knows someone who's mm-hmm. passed or knows someone who knows someone who was really close yes. to someone who passed was well, small community um like you said plan your ride ride your plan so friday um at city hall friday december 14th you're going to be at city hall for the designated driver program handing out buttons. the buttons yes. right if people want to learn more about this program and any other initiatives um how can they get in contact they can contact 
the word safety officer at TCD mm-hmm. and you can also contact me um, if you can hit me up on social media I'm always available you can be found yeah okay. I can be found I think I hit, I hit you up on Instagram <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like would you come want to talk about this yeah. I so think everyone needs to I'm a, I mean like you said it helps being a millennial so mm-hmm. I mean I'm not the only politician with it but in that younger demographic you know it's nice it's more relatable and Mm -hmm. and we feel like we can understand it a little bit better not saying that we don't man anybody else explains it but it comes at a more personal Mm -hmm. thing i think yeah Yeah. i agree thank you so much yes thank you for coming into true space we appreciate it so much and the short notice so i really do appreciate that thank you guys um don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at true space bda and like us on facebook and soundcloud true space space that's true space two words thank you thank you guys for tuning into episode 14 always remember to stay true true in your own space bye i know (laughs) bye bye (laughs) true space